guys, I'm Lindsay, your friendly voice actor. We also have my little sister, Emily, and mother. Mom, what's your name again? Darlene. We're here to talk tunes. Talk tunes. Hello, everybody. Today we are talking about Beauty and the Beast with myself, Lindsay, Emily, and mother. I guess we can start talking about our first memories of the movie. Well, my first memory is actually a story that I was told that I would just watch it over and over and over again. Isn't that right, Mother? You don't remember watching it over and over and over again? How old was I? Like zero? No, you weren't zero. <laughs> When were you born? 91? You haven't been like two, right? No. It came out in 91. When did I graduate from college? 93? 93. What? Right? Or is it 92? Uh, no, I think it was 94. 94, okay. Yeah. Oh, so 94, so three. Yeah, you were like two. Well, I mean, do you remember when you were two? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember you telling me that I did that, so why don't you elaborate a little more? Whatever details you want to you want to share with the world. About you watching it over and over again? I mean, like, okay, like, why? Because I think, like, it was, like, that specific movie. Why did we go to that movie? That's the only movie we had. I mean... When we would go home on the weekends, you were kind of into, like, the Sesame Street thing and this and that. You were kind of geared more towards Disney movies. Yes, I am a Disney freak. I mean, Emily, do you remember your first time watching Beauty and the Beast? No. <laughs> when was the first time she watched Beauty and the Beast? I don't know. I mean, well, her... Because Lindsay probably watched it. But what was her first Disney movie she watched? Her first Disney movie was Lion King. And her first oh, yeah, movie fine. ever was Anastasia. I mean, I'm talking about Beauty and the Beast. And especially because she had her Beauty and the Beast birthday on her little picnic table. I had like three of those. Yeah, and we made her a bell cake. Yeah, we took a bell doll and then we made the cake like the, the puffy part of her dress. And and yeah. that was like a big deal and everybody came over. And she had that pouty face on. <laughs> You're so mad that I was so awesome back then. I mean, I think Beauty and the Beast was your third or fourth movie, Emily. Yeah. But you really like that. I mean, isn't that your favorite? Um, my favorite Disney movie or movie overall? Uh, let's go Disney movie, and then you could say movie overall. Yeah, favorite Disney movie. Favorite movie overall? It depends on my mood. I mean, okay, Emily. Don't you want to know my favorite Disney movie? Sure. What's okay. your favorite Disney movie, Mom? I'm not sure if it is. Wait, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. It's, um, it's either Fox and the Hound or Mulan or Beauty and the Beast. No, it's it, it Fox and the Hound. Or Sword in the Stone. Or, or, or Sword in the Stone. Ha, yes. I really like <laughs> Sword in the Stone. Yeah. You know what's funny? I took my cat Mittens to the vet, and they have, like, one movie playing. And most of the time, it's Sword in the Stone. And so I look at Sword of the Sun, I'm like, oh, mother. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't play Aristocats. Well, that was Mitten's first Disney movie. It was Aristocats. Oh, my God. Then it was Lion King. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Did you hit? Yeah, he did. No. I made him. No, well, he, he was. Did not. Yes, he did. He was a little kitten. He Yes, he has big eyes. He was a little kitten on my lap, and he was just. Oh, do you remember that that um that clip on the news where was it a cat that got loose some uh, football field or some soccer field, and all the dogs started barking? Maybe they can see the screen. Who knows? I like to think yeah. he's he was watching it because he was sitting there. You know, he absorbed it. Can we get back to Beauty and the Beast? Okay, sure. Well, Emily, you don't remember when? When is the first time you remember watching Beauty and the Beast? Let's I don't do that. Even know anymore. Think. Use your brain power. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that requires effort. Oh. Hey, you know, but me, me showing you that movie over and over again, I think it influenced you more than me. Any of the kids. Yeah. And you know why I don't know why? Why? Because for any Disney movie, well, actually for any movie in general, do you notice that we watch movies over and over and over again? Yeah, that I did that. When we went on our trip to to New York, we watched Titanic how many times? Oh, yeah, that was because of me. Because I wanted to watch Titanic. When we went to Florida, how many times did we watch Gator Race? That's because of Dad. He's like, Gator Race, yeah. No, I that didn't. Time, and I will never forget that. We were so wrong, and I could be so wrong that day. Well, that just shows that I'm human and I'm not a robot. So thanks, Emily, If it, in case anyone was worried. Making mom know that she's wrong about her statement. Do you remember um that 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 game they made called um Seen It? They would the show thing. clips from a specific yeah. movie, and they'd have multiple choice questions. And, you know, you'd yeah. have to, like... I, I yeah. owned that game, and I I was good at it, too. Okay? <laughs> I'm well, just... how many Disney movies are there all together? Oh, I don't know. Hundreds? I got two. Two hundred. No, but what about Disney movies, like, like real Disney movies? Like Snow White, Alice in Wonderland. Two hundred. Because if it was, like, including other things... Literally, um... <clears throat> Because you have your sequels too. Like there's there's Beauty and the Beast, there's Beauty and the Beast, uh, Enchanted Christmas, Belle's Magical World. So I mean, are you gonna include all the sequels and whatnot? Or are you just gonna include the first ones? Like, can we go back to Beauty and the Beast now? What do you want to say about Beauty and the Beast, Emily? I'm just saying, can we go back because you guys are so off topic. That that tends to happen. Um. Okay. I mean, do you guys like Belle as a heroine? Like, what do you think about her? What does heroin mean? Like, like a, a girl hero. hero. Yeah, goaded. 
Well, let's see. Bell, the problem with Belle, though, she didn't fit in with, with her time. She was ahead of her time, per se? She was, like, yeah. more advanced than the other people. Like, they were, like, more fixed on, like, oh, men do everything, whatever, 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 I think. And then Belle's just like, no, I'm independent. I can take care of myself. It seems to me that Belle liked to escape a lot through her books. Uh, I think I, I don't understand what we're talking about. And we're talking about how, like, Belle was so different from everyone else in her town. Yeah. Well, and I think that that was her whole struggle. Do you think she overcame her struggle? I don't know. The movie ends. Well, there's the, a sequel. The second one. <laughs> It's, it's almost like, like a child. prequel, though, because it's like it goes back in time to tell a story about how she saved Christmas when the Beast was still a beast before he turned into, you know, Prince Adam. And then, um, I mean, it shows them at present time before Mrs. Potts told that story and they seemed happy. But are they happy overall or are they happy because it's just Christmas? Or, you know, is anybody just happy all the time? I don't know. Do you find the ending of the first Beauty and the Beast satisfying? No. Why? It's just, poof, let's turn you all back to human. And then, like, you think by, by being able to see somebody in their eyes, they actually know? Do you guys remember when, um, like, the transformation scene? When he, when yeah. the Beast turns back into Prince Adam because of Belle's love? And, like, mm -hmm. he he wakes up, he's in human form, he looks at one hand, and then he looks at the other, he makes the dramatic turn, and you just, like, see him, like, grab his shirt, and he goes towards Belle, and he's like, Belle, it's me. And then she looks into his big blue eyes, and then she's like, it is you. <laughs> so, Mom, maybe it is all in the eyes, you know? No. What? Because you know what, all of his, all of his characteristics when he was a beast. Do you think that's how Prince Adam eats, like a slob? Possibly. No. Well, it's been over time. Maybe he developed that. And why is it that the bell has to be so controlling? Can you truly control somebody? No. You can suggest things. Yeah, you can suggest. I mean, when when you have your children at the table, mom, do you want them to eat like slobs? Because I remember you had rules: no singing at the table. Cha 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 cha. Right? Is that something that I would say to your dad? Uh, maybe behind closed doors, not in front of us. I don't know. Right? Yeah. And that's what I, I, the thing is, is, is that a lot of things that we're taught, and I think that's like why kids never really have like all their ducks in a row when they go out on their own, because everything's always put in like like a positive mode. Like you, you can't be taught how to work through a struggle unless you're actually living it. Mm -hmm. Like when things go wrong as a parent, what do you do? You try and fix it and help, wipe everything off. Okay, everything is good again. Mm -hmm. But that's not how life is. Right. But think about it this way too. Obviously we can't ignore what's going on today. I mean, because of this pandemic. What you do have control over, I think, is yourself. And you, I don't know, kind of take in 
the positive influences that you received. And when you're going through a struggle, I think you just, I don't know, just summon your inner strength. And because I know if I'm going through a struggle and my thoughts gear towards um, just focusing on that struggle. Oh, I'm struggling. Oh, I'm struggling. Oh, this, this is always hard. It always sucks. That's, that's all that's ever going to be. And it creates like a low vibration. Um, so if, if I redirect things and focus on the possibilities of, of what, you know, I'm passionate about, that for me personally is a, is a coping mechanism. And I think what's really cool about what Belle did is that she influenced him, you know, positively. You think about William Shakespeare taming the, the shrew. Well, she's kind of taming the beast, I guess. And, and she's like, you know, you can be that way, but could you just try and be nicer? Could you be kinder? You're giving positivity instead of negativity. Yeah, I think it has to do with the times, too. Because, like, if you look at Beauty and the Beast and the messages that they're portraying, look at the, um, what was that other one that just, the Frozen one. Frozen 2. Or any of the Frozen. I love Frozen. Well, why do you love Frozen? That's not the topic of today. I know, but look (laughs) at Look at look at how they portray people's roles. I mean, if you go back, what was the first movie we said that came out? Snow White and the Seven Drawers. Yeah, that's Dwarf. the first. Dwarf. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at look at the roles that they're being portrayed. Uh huh. Look at how how society was. What was the the lions and Simba's kids' names? Kiara. Yes, came out to be a, a big pistol. Like, she was totally girl power. Yeah, but she she had insecurities, too. Like, she wasn't a good yeah, hunter. insecurities, but you know what? Those insecurities, no matter if you're a guy or a girl, are going to exist. You know, that, that, that doesn't mean that just because you have insecurities doesn't mean that, that you're going to become, like, something more powerful than, than, like, your world is telling you you can be. Like, I think... I think that's what I like about the movies of old times because, like, a lot of it, like, if you look nowadays, like, there's no focus on one thing, on marriage. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, it's okay if you want to have a family and you're not married. Oh, it's okay if you want to have a family and it's not a traditional family. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what that's what I really like about Beauty and the Beast. It's like saying this is how it is, and if you don't like how it is, this is how we can talk about it. Now, if it's something else, you shut your mouth. How is it saying that though? Like, how do you get that from Beauty and the Beast? Beauty, Belle, or Belle, Gaston was out to get her, and he was going to marry her. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to marry him because. She wasn't in an arranged marriage. Her her father wasn't forcing her to be with Gaston. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And she would rather try and figure herself out than to, like, just live in a world where she was told that she's supposed to live. So she meets and You don't even know if they get married. That's just the assumption at the end. Right. You know, so then then she finally meets somebody who she wants to be with, who wants to be with her, and it seems to be for the right reason. See, that's that's more that's more traditional. That's where every like the basis, your foundation of of your family starts with the couple, 
And if there's no nothing bonding those two together, what kind of stability are you going to be able to provide for your family? Mm-hmm. So then you go into like like go up to to like um, I don't know Frozen then, or even Mulan, or or what about the Little Mermaid? When did the Little Mermaid come out? That was before Beauty and the Beast. It was '89, I think. Yeah. Late 80s. Oh, because yeah. I was going to say, I mean, she was willing to change her whole self and leave her whole world behind for the man that she loved. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's stretching it, too. Because what is that saying? Oh, girl, you have to transform yourself. You have to not like who you are. You have to You have to become this, this perfect image. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if that's right, either. Maybe that's why everybody's so... Stuck on oh I I have to have a stick body and and oh I can't eat that because I gained one pound. Give me a break. <laughs> I think with Belle she I think she was always satisfied with herself and if you look at her dad her dad seemed ahead of his time too because he just focused on what he was good at you know his inventions and. And he was very passionate about it, and Belle was supportive towards him. Yeah, but isn't it ironic how, how like, and, and, and if you think of, like, I'm looking as, as I'm, like, scrolling through all these Disney movies, if you think of how Disney always finds, like, the, the I don't know, I don't know what the term is, but, like, like what's holding the person back or, you know, this and that, mm-hmm. it's always, like, some kind of inner struggle. Mm-hmm. Belle didn't fit. She didn't fit in in with the the commoners. Everybody always thought she was she was she was weird because she liked reading books or whatever. But mm-hmm. she did her, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter. But for her, that's very lonely too. Yeah, her only friends were were teacups and a, a, a footstool. No, but that's when she went to um, the castle. I know, but who were her friends before? The person at the bookstore. Yeah, the person at the bookstore. The person at the bookstore, Philippe, and her dad. Philippe, her horse. Philippe, horse. Yeah. And her dad. Is that really a good friend? Well, for me, it's... It's a little bit you. Yeah, it's not so much quantity. It's more quality. You shouldn't always want someone just for, like, something specifically, like... This example, you don't you want to be friends with this person because they're human. But Belle saw that she likes how this is this person's personality, and it's similar how I feel. You know how I hang out with more male people than female people. It's because female people I find are more controversial with me and always have an issue. So I lean towards the males because I fit in more better. They just want to have fun and be around like a fun environment. When others like females are primarily more um, problematic. How do they create problems yeah, for I you? Think, I still don't. I, I think she she's lonely. <laughs> she knows what's right and knows what's wrong even though her society doesn't view it the same way. She sticks up for her father because he's just being sticking to his own. She sticks to what he knows because he doesn't he doesn't fit in with anybody. And Belle sees that, and that's her father. Her father raised her, and he took care of her, even when she couldn't. And Wait, he sees that he's alone. Do you, do you think that's why why uh, she told the beast to take her instead? Because she was just, she was so lonely. She thought, oh, jail will be much better than being in the outside world. Or maybe she just felt she wanted her dad to be she's more thinking of like other people rather than herself she's willing to sacrifice herself for other people yeah but she's a hypocrite too because then she just takes off when she gets scared 
mom, there's the initial, okay, I haven't accepted my situation. And then the only time after that that she left was because she saw that her father was sick through the magic mirror and the beast technically released her. But then she came back when she saw that the beast was in trouble because Gaston and the villagers were going to, you know, attack him. Uh, so no, when she left the first time, the beast, the beast went and saved her from all those wolves. Correct, because she hasn't accepted her situation. She hadn't accepted her situation yet, you know? Yeah, but she wasn't a prisoner. She, she was allowed to um, go anywhere except the West Wing. But because she broke the rule, she didn't... She wasn't accountable for her bad decisions, and so she just ran away from him. She didn't run away. He told her to go. He wanted her to get out of the West Wing. He why? Like, because it's forbidden. <laughs> huh? I said, why? Because it's forbidden. <laughs> yeah. See? That's why I am a rule follower. I am not a rule breaker. I follow all the rules. Even if they're wrong? You'll just follow rules blindly? Yep. Really? That is so incorrect, Mom. Yes, I do. You are such a liar. You know that you are not going to go by something if you don't think it's right. What's Correct. This quarantine? <laughs> yeah. Mom, remember you said if um the new normal is like if, if um you have to wear a mask all the time, you're like, no, I don't want to do that. If you're but sick, it's you the rules, Mom. Yeah, I think, I think the new Why should I be all hot and not want to enjoy my shopping experience because I'm just chuffy all over myself? <laughs> People who are sick should wear a mask and then let them hurry up and go to the store and get what they have to get and leave because they're sick. That's the thing. We're not proactive enough to actually go and get checked. Well, I think we need to all be in tune with our feelings. If we're, if we're in tune with what our feelings are telling us, what our body is telling us, then we would take care of ourselves. We tend to ignore what we think and what our, our gut is telling us. Why do you think that, that we ignore? Because that's what I see all my kids doing. What do they do? Give us an example. Oh, my gosh. I'm talking about Beauty and the Beast. Really? Mouth. Right, Nancy? <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> yes, because she wants to follow the rules. But in a couple of instances, she's a hypocrite. Okay, Mom, did you hear her say that about this thing being this way? Said yes, do it this way. What thing being what way? Okay. <laughs> do you think Beauty and the Beast has taught us anything? Clearly, yes. She's a good babysitter. Lizzie never moves. She just sat there. <laughs> Dad would give her little peanut butter and jelly squares. She was happy. <laughs> she was really happy when I cut up her apples. <laughs> and you peeled my grapes. Yes, I did. Because she. <laughs> Anything for Princess Lindsay. Ha ha, take that, guys. <laughs> you guys are so weird. Why? Who peels their grapes? Oh, Lindsay liked it that way because if you had never peeled a grape and yeah. all the snows in the grapes, well, she would like to dissect it <laughs> and eat it. And that's probably why you eat like a bird. You use to dissect your grapes portion by portion. So well, it's called, <laughs> it's called enjoying yourself, and I am comfortable with who I am, just like Belle, okay? <laughs> I already forgot the question. 
how is Belle influenced? I said she was a good babysitter. Like, what has yeah. Beauty and the Beast taught you? Um, good morals, I guess. She doesn't conform with anybody. She just does her. So it's like an Emily. Yeah. Like, you, like a lot of teachers have told me that Emily's really good at ignoring people and just walking away. Oh, they did? Yes, they did. What is She's like, oh, people will be, be chasing after Emily, this and that, this and this, this and this. She just ignores them and walks away. <laughs> it's such the mature approach. I don't care. Maybe she learned that from that. She uh, was criticized a Look, lot. there she goes. Oh, no, that was yeah. her guest on. Like, yeah, but the, she's had to hear it. And then, like, but but it it, it does get to her. Because, uh, what did she say, Father? Do you think I'm odd? Yeah. Odd? Right? Where did you get an idea like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she she probably does think about it, but actually, um, and I, I think the loneliness find, does get to people. You can find comfort in, mer- in many different ways. It doesn't have to, to be with someone else. Right, but like this, this, this world is teaching you to live like a certain norm and like to like like if you don't feel like that's in you what do you do you just remain an outcast well i think what what bell really lindsay didn't you feel like an outcast when growing up uh yeah sometimes yeah but you know i think solitude is fine at times I, I do think you need a mix of both. Like, you need companionship, and it does benefit you. But when you're alone, you have time to think about what interests you, who you are, what you want, and ask yourself, like, the hard questions. And what I really like from Beauty and the Beast is when, after she turns down Gaston, and she's like, oh, is he gone? You know, and then she sings that song that she wants much more than this provincial life because she wants more than what is around her. And I think she eventually gets it. She has her storybook adventure at a mysterious castle with a beast who she changes. You know, I don't know. Sometimes, like, when you raise your bar like that and then you feel like, okay, fine, you succeed at that, then what? Well, then you ask yourself again. You reevaluate. You reevaluate. You're like, okay, I made it here. Because I, I think you, you shouldn't get it confused because we get greedy, right? And so when you do finally get to the place that you wanted, oh, it, it isn't how I, because it's never how you imagine it, right? And so you're no. like, oh, it's, it's not how I thought it would be. Oh, I'm not satisfied. No, you, you need to be grateful that you got there, that what you had inside of you took you there. And then you just reevaluate again. Okay, what's the next best step? What's the next right thing, you know? Just, and and that's what I really like about Belle. Like, she knows who she is. She knows what she wants. And with a quiet reverence, she gets it, you know? I mean, what do you think, Emily? What what has Belle taught you? Because I already said she was a good baby. Because mom and I are blabbermouths. I, I just, I really wanted to know what you think. Like, what lessons has Belle specifically taught you? And did you learn anything from any other the, any other characters? Because it's not just Belle, you know. There is a beast yeah. to this movie. You know, there are haughty uh, villains that are narcissists and, and 
you know, like sniveling sidekicks you like LeFou. You know what I like about Belle? What? I like her overwhelming calm. Like, yeah. When, when she realizes that her father's has been insti- institutionalized, and then all of a sudden she just discovers Chip, mm-hmm. she's like, Well, when, when Chip came came in the in the invention, right? Yeah, and he came back in the invention. Was was her father already sent to the institution? Well, that's when um that was before. Then the, the villagers come to the house. Mm hmm. Yeah, but like she has like like in like she has an overwhelming calm about her. Yeah. You know, and like like even when when she's racing up. When she sees Gaston and the Beast fighting, mm-hmm. it's like she has composure. She, you know, it's like, oh yes, I guess I will run. And like everybody has has chaos everywhere. Yeah, she also it seemed that she had an over, many overwhelming feelings, just kind of hard to portray. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like all of this stuff is going on, and she's like still focused. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. Like when's the freakout time? The only time she really freaked out is when she thought that the beast was dead. Yeah, and, 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 and even then she just out. cries a little bit. Yeah, she freaked out when they took him. That was her big freak out. And I don't even think it was that drastic. Well, also yeah. when, when she saw her father imprisoned and she's like, take yeah. me instead. Yeah, but that wasn't freak out at all. Yeah. But before she was like, oh, who put you in here? You know, yeah, like, who did this to you? Who's there? Who are you? like flipping out. Like, well, no, because, okay, but I, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, that was concern for her dad. Mm-hmm. That part. Mm-hmm. Then, when she goes and sees this beast, I mean, and then she sees, like, this gigantic beast, and she's like, who are you? No, it wasn't yeah. like that. Like, She's like, who's there? That. Who are you? The master of this castle. Grr, grr. <laughs> no, and oh no, and then she says, come into the light. And yeah. then she comes into the light where she sees him. It's like, and then she gasps. She's like, <gasps> no, it, it was just a little gasp. It was, it was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's a good thing. See, that, that, that's, that's kind of something to learn. Because like when you are more calm, you're not freaking out like that. Yeah, you can accomplish more. Mm-hmm. That's something that everybody can learn from Beauty. Belle. They call her Beauty, too. No, they, they barely call her that. Well, well what does Belle um, mean, Emily? Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> when somebody would wake up every morning, would say, good morning, Beauty. Yeah, that was to Why Emily. Why you say that to me? Because you like Belle. No, you call me Beauty because I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you say that don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Did you? Did uh, either of you learn anything from anybody else aside from Belle? Yes. Hey, let's talk oh about. Let's talk about um um Cosworth. No, 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 buddy and very very yeah. different personalities yeah you're on my toes sorry 
Okay. I mean, but did you? And then you... like Cadsworth was was like the more uptight. Yeah. Because Cadsworth does not like to break rules, and when people break rules around somebody who does not like to break rules, they become a little uptight. So this is why some people get a little uptight and misunderstood. This is what we need to learn about Cadsworth. <laughs> I get it very much with Cadsworth. If you didn't Whereas know. Everybody one for you okay what? emily back me up on this cogsworth nope. was not in favor of cogsworth wanted to starve bell who you love so much because he wanted to follow the rules so yeah. if we starve people that's that's good yes they lose weight oh okay oh but you always well, I don't want to hear mom. You're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. Whoa, are hear. these hypocritical no. moments? Whoa. Okay, so this is yes. The difference is, is I'm not locking Emily up. You treat me like a prisoner sometimes, though. Because sometimes she deserves it. Sometimes she's lazy. <laughs> and you are not? No, I'm not lazy. I'm changing everywhere. Oh, I don't want to hear it. No, 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 no. Yes, I'm changing She took three hours just to decide to get ready. Yes. Because I can. No, she was too focused on her little game on her iPad. That's my relaxation. Nobody, nobody takes me anywhere. Nobody does anything with me. So that's the only fun I get. Baloney, Mom. I always invite you to go to Australia and you say no. So. I have no money. You won't pay for my bills. This is very sad. I said I'll pay for a trip. Can you? You're like, no. No, we have coronavirus right now. Well, this was this was BC before Corona. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, but did you learn anything from Mrs. Potts? I liked Mrs. Potts and Chip. Wait, hold on. Let's go back to. to oh, we, never, we, 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 we diverted. What? Oh, was starving Bell. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, thing is, is that he doesn't want to be in trouble. So I understand that. Because that's one thing that drove me is I just didn't like to be in trouble. And not that, like, it would kill me or, or, or whatever. I just didn't like the feeling that I did something wrong. And that's why he did that. He's like, I can't. I can't. This is hurting me. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally understand Codsworth. I should have been Codsworth. I would have played a great role. Why do you think he's so loyal to Beast? Just because that's his role to play? I don't know. But if you think about it, I'm, I'm kind of a loyal but then you have to think about what you're loyal to. To people nope. just for the sake of being loyal? You nope. know? You don't analyze it. You just do it. 
Why? Because that's just who you are. You don't sit there, okay, today I'm going to be loyal. I will be loyal to my job. I will be loyal to the, the kids. I'll be loyal to the cats. I'll be loyal to my car. You don't do that. You just are a loyal person. But you have to ask yourself, too, what you what you stand for, like values and family and friends and work ethic and all that. Or am I just going to give my loyalty away blindly to like corruption and hatred? I'm loyal for the sake of being loyal, you know. Okay, let me let me tell you something. If you're from Generation X, okay, you sit there and analyze everything like all you guys do. It drives me nuts. (laughs) You just are how you are, and you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, and you're good because you're good, and you go to work, and you work hard, and you make money, and you move forward. That's it. But that's what you're loyal to. You're loyal to those things, but you wouldn't be loyal to bad things, would you? You are loyal, and that's it. And everything you do, you're loyal. I am loyal to my kids because I clean the house, and and I give them things that they need, and I am loyal. The only person I'm not loyal to is myself. Don't you think that's the most important person to be loyal to? No, because the problem with me is I'm a selfless person. Everything for everybody else who cares about me, and that's what I do. Yep, you don't analyze things. You just are how you are, and you just move on. Ladies and gentlemen, the spokesperson of Generation X, mother. (laughs) I said, ladies and gentlemen, the spokesperson of Generation X, mother. (laughs) Goodness. generation x or not but i just know that when i was brought up you're just happy you just go to school you do your school work you, you try to be the best that you can be when you can work you work when you can help you help when you can do more you do more when you need a break take as little time as possible and, and just keep going I, I just i have a hard time with all these analyzations that everybody makes all these these lists and they analyze this and this is because of this and this is because of that why do we have to analyze and Thinking about it, everything is really. Yeah, we never, we, we never really analyze. In school. We always it's analyze the text from the passage. We have to understand this, this, and that. Sometimes you just have to go with the flow and adjust to the situation. And yeah, it's difficult. But then again, not everything comes easily. I enjoy I analyzing that. things. I, uh, I do. <laughs> it's so weird. Well, you know what? I think it's easier. What are we doing on this podcast where we're analyzing Beauty and the Beast? And aren't we having a groovy time? We're just talking about it. Yeah, that's true. And how I am Codsworth. Oh, God. I think I like Codsworth a lot now because I I, I get him. I never realized how much I get him. Oh. Who do you think Lumiere is like, like in our family? I don't think we have a Lumiere. Yes, we do, Ben. He doesn't plan anything. He just goes with the flow. Ben is not Lumiere. Ben is not Lumiere. I can guarantee no, you Ben is not Lumiere. Even when he he was in a theater production of of Beauty and the Beast, he was Maurice, right? Not Lumiere. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I remember I took a picture with him with his gray wig. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's more of a Maurice. Who is Lumiere? I don't think we have a Lumiere. 
Final yeah. answer. Do we have a Mrs. Potts? Dad would be the closest to Lumiere. Oh, Lindsay is Miss Potts. I'm not Mrs. Potts. What the heck? Yes, you are. How am I Mrs. Potts? Why is it a bad thing to be okay. Mrs. Potts? Because she's exactly how you treated Emily when Emily was was uh, little. Okay, now, now, now. This is what you do. Okay, go on. You're control free. Me? I did not control you. I gave you a great childhood. You're welcome. <laughs> I added on to the greatness of your childhood. You're welcome. Right, but, but Lindsay, you're very rule-oriented too. Yeah, but I'm not going to just just be blind to things. You know, I if something I feel is corrupt and unjust, I won't stand by it. I won't cause a fuss. But I'm not going you to just give you, things you away blindly. Either. Huh? Mrs. Potts didn't either. But you're, you're saying, like, I have to analyze everything. That's why. Because I have to fully understand things. I have mm -hmm. to... It, it just helps me better understand who I am as a person. And I don't think I'm Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Potts is a granny. You think I'm a granny? Yes, My a granny. goodness. <laughs> I'm a granny. And Granny's a Gigi now. I know. What Wait. about the Beast? Who is like the Beast? Well, define the Beast. That's Kevin. Then who's Chip? Chip is Emily when she was a baby. Whatever. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> now you have sassy. Okay, Lindsay, who do you think you are? Oh, now she's the Feather Duster. Who's, <laughs> who's the Feather Duster? <laughs> No, I don't think she's a feather duster either. What am I like? Who do you think Emily's most like? I know who Ben's like. LeFou. <laughs> Emily, I think you're Belle. I'm not LeFou. Give me a break. Yes, he is. Who is Gaston? Uh, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Emily is not you LeFou. You think you kiss the most blood? No, I'm saying you kiss the most blood. Lindsay says that you're, you're, um, the beast. Yeah. Well, of course, obviously. Everybody loves me, but they also get the wrong idea. Do you remember, Kevin, when you would rip your shirt off and, and pretend to be the Hulk and say, Kevin, angry, roar! <laughs> <laughs> who, who do you think you are? Me? I think, I think I see... I see Belle in both you and, and Emily. Yeah, I accept it. How do you see yeah. Belle in me and how do you see Belle in Emily? I, I, I just, I think that that you guys just don't conform to, like, like everybody's, like, norm that they make. Like, I don't know, like, you guys aren't really, you don't follow, you guys don't like a lot of drama either. You're more, you guys have that chill about you. Emily has a lot of chill about her. Y'all can't stand, like, I'm just too, yeah, she's very chill. Emily I, I likes to I, learn. So does Emily. Or, so, that's who so we're that's talking about. So does Belle. She likes to learn. Well, yeah, and that's how I also see Belle and Emily. Yeah. For you, Lindsay, it's more about your, uh, your pursuit for, for righteousness. She's like a, a daydreamer who has very solid morals, and she lives them, and that's exactly what you do. I mean, yeah. do you see yourself in Belle? Huh? Do I see myself as Belle? 
Yeah. No. Seriously? You really think you're Cogsworth? I am Cogsworth. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go watch the movie and I'm just going to be like, I'm all about Cogsworth. I didn't realize that. You'll pause scenes and you're like, see, that's me. That's me all the way. Yeah. yeah, I am. I'm going to watch Three of the Beast and I'm Cogsworth. I, I don't think I'm as strong as, as Bella. Well, I, I don't think I'm as strong as you and Emily are. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I think I end up caving. I, I end up caving. Like, nonconformity kind of goes with, like, rule breaking. I, I can't handle it. It kind of freaks me out. Does it give you anxiety? Yeah. The non-acceptance brings me down. And she can handle non-acceptance. You can handle non-acceptance. Emily can handle non-acceptance. You're saying you'd rather go by everyone else's opinion on you than be yourself? Um, I wouldn't rise up. I wouldn't uh, persevere. No. No. I wouldn't. You mean rise to the occasion? Yeah. Like, if somebody was going to, like, say, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, I got I to gotta be specific. Like, I would avoid confrontation. Mm-hmm. Whereas you and Emily, you... By chill. about this Emily but when I see Belle I I kind of see her as someone who has become very comfortable with herself and just comfortable with the person she is to me that comes from a lot of inner work you know working on yourself so if you seek gratification from the outside world like say for example Belle wanted the gratification of the villagers people who just didn't vibe with her like weren't on her level didn't understand her and uh so rather than just her mission to like have them accept her she just accepted herself and that brought her a lot more inner peace and you know for you mom I just think you're enough you know you've always given so much of yourself uh but I never really saw you give to you you know and I think no I don't I think if you did, just every so often, just like five minutes a day, I, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life or whatever, because, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody how to live their life. I just think loving yourself and accepting yourself is far more rewarding than, because I've been in situations too where there's conflict and people just don't understand me or we're, we're not agreeing on anything. And I hate conflict myself. And Sometimes it's just easier, you know what, it just, it is what it is, and just move on. Like, I, I don't need to focus my energy on that. I sound like a hippie, but for me, it's true. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Emily? Are you comfortable with yourself, or? Are you comfortable with yourself the way that you are? Uh, I guess so. I mean, some things, yeah, I would change about myself, because I'm not perfect. I can't, I don't 
see myself as perfect. I try to stay away from people that would just affect me in a negative way. Like, um, sixth grade, that was kind of a tough year because everyone was, like, rude. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, like in my own lane. Everyone was, like, trying to go for, like, you know, this perspective of, like, oh, I want to be like this. I want to go with the trends and all this stuff. And I'm, like, I don't have to follow your ways because it's my way. You don't control me. I can control my own life. You do your thing. I do my thing. Get out of my face. Yeah, and that gives you a certain level of power, I think, because you don't care. No, it's more power towards yourself than anyone else. Right. Well, kind of like what you say, Mom, if you don't take care of yourself, nobody will. Isn't that your famous line? Yeah, but here's the problem. I lost it. It has nothing to do with Cogsworth. (laughs) (laughs) But see, if you look at Cogsworth, you'll understand. (laughs) That's why I hate myself, because I'm so busy trying to follow all these rules that somebody will accept me that I can't even accept myself. You don't hate yourself. Stop it. No, I don't hate myself, but I, I, I'm really good at, at criticizing myself. Yeah. Everyone's good at criticizing themselves because everyone can always see room for Yeah, but like, but, like, for me, it's like everything's always, oh, it's okay. Oh, you're fine. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody else but me. You know, everything. Some people are more, more vocal about it, but some people also have, like, that feeling that they just also can't expect. Because they feel that if they show, like, a weakness, people will easily, like, step all over you. Yeah. Yeah, they do say we are always our worst critic. That's for sure. Yeah, I think in general we're too nice. I think we let people step all over us. I've done so much for people. (laughs) Yeah, the the people are, like, like making Emily feel guilty to do their homework for them. Set your boundaries. It's okay. Do you get paid? No. I'll do it because I feel like doing it. Although she goes to the store, she likes my money. <laughs> yeah, Emily, be an entrepreneur. Whatever. No, but um, I don't know. Just, just to be fair, Emily, uh, when Lindsay goes to the store with me, she, Lindsay likes my money too. Everyone likes yeah. money, Mom. Excuse yeah, me, like Mom. Money. When I offer to pay for things, oh, you don't let it happen. I, I just want something. And he tells you to go pick it out. And then there's nothing there for me. I, I want I want a what is that TV called? Roku? Apple TV. Roku? Yeah, I'm getting the Roku TV. And then I go and get it. And he's like, well, go buy it. Well, it's too stinking big. I can't pick it up. And he won't. I'm so injured. Oh, I have to wait. Well, that's like me. I want a bicycle. And now they don't sell them anymore. You know, they my don't balcony. sell alcohol in the stores. Why? I don't know. Can we get back on track? Sure. <laughs> characters a lot why don't we talk about like our favorite scenes emily you start what's your favorite scene and why uh oh ask mom first oh the one that you said talks too much (laughs) okay my favorite scene (laughs) is when when gaston is demanding to um to get married by bell and then he ends up with his it's the mud, mud with, with a pig. pig. Yeah. And they I strike like up the band. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? 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 Yeah. Because that's what you get. You're trying to like force somebody to do something they don't want to do. That's what you get. You're a jerk. So the moral of the story is don't be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I also I also like the scene um um where uh the Maurice is going to the fair with the horse mm-hmm. and um and like all the the spooky and and his how his eyes got really big. I like that scene. It wasn't scary, but I thought it was a good scene. I was scared. Well, you were also too. I'm still scared. If wolves are gonna eat me, you're telling me. <laughs> Because I put myself in the in the scenario. No, you know what? If we want to talk about something scary in the Beauty and the Beast, uh-huh. was the Enchantress. Oh, yeah. In the that was that good. scary. Reminds me of the Wicked Witch in, in Snow White. The Evil Queen? Yeah. Well, no. yeah, it's yeah. the Evil Queen. Yeah, I guess she was the Evil Queen. Well, you know, when whenever I go to Disney World, or no, Disneyland and World, When I was a lad, I ate four dozen eggs every yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. And then he's like stomping the, the, the beer mug on the table. Yeah. And now he's five dozen eggs or something like that. He's a Casanova, right? Yeah, maybe your dad is like him. Okay, now what were you saying? Well, I think we're interrupting no, she was telling us oh, something. The stained glass of, of beauty and, and the prince dancing. I love that that picture so much. And they sell a stained glass version of that at Disneyland for like $200. I was like, ugh, I shouldn't. But I want to. But I didn't because I'm too practical for my own good. But I just want to, you know, do stuff like that every I'm now and then. you haven't gotten the rose. I do have that. I made it. Yeah, you made it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you go it. to IKEA, you buy a fake rose, you get a little vase that they have, and you super glue the rose in there, and you put it shut. And now, if you want to get really fancy, you could put LED lights and stuff in there too. But I didn't do that. I just have the rose. Oh. Cause my bedroom is Beauty and the Beast theme, guys. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking of getting rid of my my theme in my room. No. You don't like and Mexico. Having- no, I think I'm going to have blank walls. Oh, my God, it's so big. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try that. Emily, what's your favorite scene in Beauty uh, and the Beast? Um, when Bella has her whole moment in the field right before Philippe comes. Provincial um, life? Yeah. Why do you like that? Whatever he happens to Gaston. I mean, oh, I he dies. Yeah, but, like, where's the funeral? Nobody cares oh, about Gaston except oh, Gaston. No, but like you know, all these girls are like so in love with him. But it's like, on it's on a shallow, superficial level, like, so they don't really care. No, they're they're in love with the idea of him, not him. Mm-hmm. Well, I I'm I'm totally against that. Okay, can I wear tops for a while? Sure. I'm wondering it... about Gaston. Okay, I didn't say anything about me. But like these things come to my head. Okay, you can wait at least like two minutes. But then I forget. Okay, that's good. Don't you I love know. how Emily refers to herself in the third person? I refer to myself in the third person because I hate being I. Because then I feel selfish. 
so I say Emily. Oh, because that, that's not more so. <laughs> I, I, just, I just like saying my name. I like hearing my name. Yet she hates her name and wants yeah. to be called by her middle name. Yeah, I don't like my first name. It's just I like, I like, I like, I, I like, kind of like the attention. So yeah. wh- why is that your favorite scene, Emily? See, I had this whole speech in my head, and then Kevin keeps calling a narcissist, so I'm not going to say it anymore. No, I want to hear it. No. I'm calling you a narcissist because you refer to yourself in the third person. Well, I like to refer to myself in the third person because I just want to. We want to know why you like that scene. You know, you know why she does that? Because the problem that we have, like us three girls, we all sound alike. So nobody can tell who's talking. Like, am I Emily or am I Lindsay? I don't know. No, Emily Sorry. has a, a chill tone to her voice, though. I'm a spaz, and so are you, Mom, so we sound alike. I am not a spaz. Yes, you are. <laughs> I am very calm. You are such a spaz. You are Cogsworth, so you are a spaz. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> I can't paint John, okay? Oh, man. Not everybody paints their house 15 million times like me. Of course not. Okay, anyway, how's your, your scene, Emily? Uh, it's the one um, where she's in the I field. Yeah, she sings that. It's called Belle's Reprise. It's the reprise of the song that Mom was just saying, where she says, I want adventure in the great wide somewhere. I want it more than I can tell. Gaston can eat a butt. You can't say eat a butt. Eat a butter stick. It's a new term. Eat a butter stick. You know what it means? It means that you're so fly, you get away with everything. Why do you like that scene, Emily? Uh, because, you know, she is, like, being told what to do. That's, like, the moment where, like, people know for a fact that she doesn't want that. I find that so intriguing because, yeah, things are, like, this way and this way and this way, but I want it to be this way. And that sounds like a control freak thing, like a mom type of thing to say. But, you know, sometimes you can wish you want the better for yourself and not just everyone else's. Usually, I tend to think about other people more than myself. I really don't take care of myself. Mm-hmm. No, she doesn't. That's very true. What can you do to take better care of yourself, Emily? Uh, I think she needs a better role model was taking care of herself and then maybe she sees oh no. yeah mom takes care of herself i better take care of myself no, I, see i told you i'm the problem no, all the time i just i just don't feel like doing some things that ta- that it takes to take care of myself and that sounds like a really bad thing but then again i am who i am it's just some things i want to do some things i don't i feel this way towards this way and this way towards that way you know another Pretty thing that's that's interesting too is not everything is so final or finite you may not feel like doing something now, but you may feel like doing it later. Say, for example, you're like, oh, I'm so lazy. Or not even I'm so lazy, I'm so tired. I don't feel like taking a shower. Well, days go by, and you're like, hmm, I feel like taking a shower now. It's been a while, you know? Well, we also get itchy. Yeah. So, and, and I think it you change and grow as a person, too. So things that I never saw myself doing before, I enjoy doing now, like... I'm like, ugh, why would I want to plant a garden when I could just go to the store and buy it? And I'm like, no, I like planting plants. 
and watching them grow because I water them and provide them sunlight and all that stuff. I, I really... Anything come out of your vegetables yet? Yeah, the cucumbers started growing flowers. They're yellow. Oh. My basil is yeah, looking amazing. Huh? He, he, he makes awesome um, cucumber water. Speaking of which, when I was at, at Disneyland, I got... No, I went to Disney Studios, and they have like a little store in there, and I bought like this picture with Mickey's and it uh-huh. has like a little thing in the center where you put like fruit or whatever so like you cut up cucumbers you can put in the center then you fill it with water lemons uh-huh. you know apples but just flavored water I guess it's cool but anyways I really like that scene that Emily was talking about too I have two favorite scenes my my, my inner girl power really likes the scene Emily was talking about but I see it uh-huh. as her like wanting more for herself you know And she doesn't know what yet, but she knows it's out there. She has an idea of it. And she feels, I don't know, I guess brave enough to to pursue it, I guess. I don't know. It just, it speaks to my soul. Uh, I also really like the transformation scene. And I think I talked about it earlier, but I just think it's so funny. Like when the beast finally turns and he just looks at his hands and then he grabs his shirt before he goes to Belle. And he's like, okay, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it shows it, it shows something else like like her out in the open is like an expression of like like going after her freedom. Yeah, it, Mom, I I think you forgot to mention one of your favorite scenes when uh, Cogsworth was yelling at Lumiere. We can't do this. That was right when Lumiere and and Cogsworth were were arguing about whether to to feed Belle a dinner right before the Be Our Guest song. And then what did they say? Well, I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it was something. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I never heard you say I don't remember something from Disney. Oh my God, did you record that with Emily? <laughs> it's being recorded right now. Goodness. Oh, Lindsay, are you getting old? Yeah, I am. But it was wow. it was something along the lines of of they were arguing like because Belle comes in and she's like I am kind of hungry uh and then Mrs Potts is like hear that she's hungry start the fire and then Cogsworth was like uh remember what the master said and then uh oh, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. yeah yeah see so I remember okay so leave me alone everyone or like what if what? about the book lots of books um something something of books. Oh yeah, when they when they tell the beast to show her the library and she's yeah. like, Can I open them? He's like, Hold on, wait. And she's no, like before before she sneaks off to, to the West Wing. Oh, and they're making suggestions. Yeah. Yeah, I remember and then do you remember when they're showing like before Belle goes to the West Wing, Cogsworth and Lumiere and the dog were showing her around and then she kind of like I don't know like escapes in a way by uh yeah, yeah that's what you were talking about like saying yeah. like she was excited that she they have a library and they're like oh we're about to show her and they do this like little funny walk cuz they're so excited that uh-huh. she's excited yeah. about something other than the west wing but this was all a trick that sneaky bell <laughs> yeah yeah okay well i mean i really like beauty and the beast it's one of my favorites it was my first i feel what is your- Disney, Disney movie. You don't know? Oh, Thank you, Emily. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. expect much from the sequels i myself like to pretend the sequel for pocahontas doesn't exist but that that gets me heated so (laughs) i like beauty and the beast the enchanted christmas i like the live action of beauty and the beast i like beauty and the beast and i like Belle's magical world i like all the beauty and the beast and why don't you take that up with the heads of development than me. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, it doesn't even matter. Everybody's on lockdown, so. Still? We're slowly reopening up, but we're technically not fully open until the end of July. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, anyways, I, uh, I don't know. I just feel like this movie, this movie had a huge part in shaping my life, and I like my life, so thanks, Beauty and the Beast, and thanks, Mom. Well, has it shaped your life in any way, or you're just like, here, entertain my daughter while I do important things? <laughs> no, well, I mean, but I don't think I would put it on as much if, if I didn't really like it. And But I think me liking it has a lot to do with your reaction, because, I mean, ever since you were really little, you, you really liked that movie. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that was the kicker that made me go Disney. Yeah. Emily, you really like Beauty and the Beast, too. I mean, this is your favorite Disney movie, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. what effect has it had on you? This, I think it shapes really mostly who I am. Do you that think really it helped is. shape you in any way? I just said that. Oh, it shaped who you really were? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Oh, hey, but how come uh, Cinderella doesn't have that effect on you, Lindsay? On me? Um... I don't know. Just watching Cinderella, she's okay. I just associate Cinderella with I have to do chores now, and I don't like doing chores. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up, how you were forced to do chores. (laughs) Yes. I mean, they say it builds character, but it. it, Man, Lindsay, your thought process is so basic. Whoa, you just called me basic. simple i mean i like simplicity because it just when things make sense in your head there's this song that uh we would sing in choir you know bc before corona um it's called man i don't remember what it's called i am getting old but you would (laughs) (laughs) uh basically it goes like uh tis a gift to be simple tis a gift to be free tis a gift to come down where we ought to be and when we find ourselves in the place just right twill be in the valley of love and delight so it's just basically telling you to enjoy the simple things in life the simple pleasures i guess because it doesn't have to be so complicated you just no it doesn't and you know that's our biggest problem that's the one nice thing about the phone thing i mean like shred off all the excess and like when things do kind of get back to normal let's let's just keep it going with what's important mm-hmm yeah. And and what's so. important to you? And I I really think like if we're going to if we're going to end this thing or, or whatever, like it's really important to say that I think the biggest thing is to accept yourself and to accept uh 
accept yourself and accept your loved ones and surround yourself by people who get you. Okay, yeah, but accept yourself and accept what you can do for your loved ones around you Mm -hmm. with the talent that you have. Accepting yourself is is acknowledging what gifts that you have as well. Correct. So if if you're going to accept yourself, well, you know what, do something with those, those gifts that you have. Mm-hmm. for others around you. If you observe some of the most successful people, all they're doing is a service. It's all service-based. It's how can I help you versus what can I get out of you, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is very true. Yeah? Is that your takeaway, Emily? What's your or biggest takeaway? Mom likes to talk about cognitive now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got the question. What, what have you learned from our conversation? And not that mom likes to listen to cosplay. Well, if that's what she learned, that's what she learned. I learned that too, Mom. I didn't even realize that. You learned that about yourself. This is like really blowing me away how much I like Gosport. Because like you're always focused on like the main characters. So you're like, oh, I got to be one of those. Because like, you know, I'm I'm number one. But I'm not. I'm like Gosport. But the side characters are always so much more interesting if you ever, like, like side note, if we talk about Land Before Time, I really like the side characters in Land Before Time. And sometimes, like in the first movie, Littlefoot was cute, but sometimes he annoys me. And so I just yeah. like Petrie and Ducky and Spike uh-huh. and Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Ducky was the full one. Yep, yep, yep. That's why I always, I always favor Donald Duck. I like Goofy. I like Donald Duck. Who do you like, Emily? I don't even know. What do you like out of Minnie Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto? Oh, Pluto. Why Pluto? Why Pluto? Pluto. He's so cool. He's like, yeah, I don't need to listen to you guys. I'm so cool from school. Yeah, sure. What's your biggest takeaway, Emily? That mom likes Cogsworth? No. Anything else that you want to say that you feel like you weren't given the chance to? Don't talk over people. It's annoying, mother. <laughs> if you can see her right now, she's just, can you feel the silence? <laughs> <laughs> we just want to know mother oh, is not no, saying anything. Now you choose to be silent after the past, what, hour of talking over me numerous times. Is there anything else on Beauty and the Beast that you want to say? P.S. Do you guys like the live action of Beauty and the Beast? Oh, yeah, he stole the show. I I really don't think he should have died, though. Well, why don't you think he should have died? Because there's always, we always are given an opportunity to change. Redemption? Yeah. Yeah, but some people And he doesn't get the opportunity. It's so sad. Maybe he'll reincarnate. He was a villain, but he wanted to change. No, he He didn't. One day. But, Mom, he didn't want to change. No, he didn't want to change. Five dozen eggs is going to keep you buff forever. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Salmonella. (laughs) 
It's funny because every time I think of Gaston eating eggs, I remember the movie Rocky. You know, like when he started training for the boxing match and he would wake up early to run and he would like drink the raw eggs. Yeah. I was like, oh, I watch Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, oh, Rocky. And then I watch Rocky. Now, I'm like, oh, Gaston. Yes. And why don't you ever think of Granny? Granny eats raw eggs. I why, re- do you think, why, why don't you think of me? Because I put my rice in my smoothies. Goodbye. First of all, I don't remember you drinking smoothies. I remember you drinking Coke. It's and second of all, I remember Granny, or as we know her now, Gigi. Gigi should make some appearances on this, by the way. As, <laughs> she's like, what? I don't understand. Just stop it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. With special appearances by Gigi. If Granny was on here, this would be funny. She'd be like, oh, boy. I never thought of that. <laughs> that's what you think? <laughs> oh, she'd be like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Good job! <laughs> and she does her her thumbs up thing. Yeah, or sometimes I always make her mad, and she's always like, "Hey, Maddie, just stop it!" <laughs> I remember her eating grapefruit and waking up at four a.m. in the morning with her alarm I remember, clock. I remember her giving me rice-shaped eggs, like eggs that rice, no, rice balls, that shaped like eggs. Yeah. No, not rice balls. She made it in the shape of an egg. Oh, does she give you miso soup too? No. Okay, I'm going to go eat lunch. Okay, that's it. Bye. 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 Talk tunes. Talk tunes. Okay, that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.